here and ain't no wannabes here With some not so nice advice for your writing career To be clear, no punches will be pulled But the punch may be spiked How they like before they get on the mic To my left we got the mighty Mer Lafferty And if I piss her off, believe me, she'll come after me And her co-host met Evan Wallace on the right Yes, she may be half as hype as she could take him in a fight So settle in, folks, buckle in and boot up Time to meddle in a way to make your writer shut up It's hard work, but the perk is that it's fun and exciting Facebook will still be there when you're done writing Ditch Diggers! Ditch Diggers! Turn all the mics on and turn the music off Matt, say something! Something. All right. I heard you're something. Fantastic. So, hey, everybody. Sorry about the delay. We had some technical difficulties. Or we had Mer got ADHD and didn't start preparing for the stream early enough. One or the other. Listen, it wouldn't be Ditch Diggers without some good old-fashioned Yuletide technical difficulty. <laughs> what makes some Yuletide? Oh. I don't think that... Oh, no. <laughs> Keep the technical difficulties in Christmas? That's going to be a really long... Uh... uh Bumper sticker. No, I like it. I like. It. Let's start. A, let's start that as a ridiculous online war. Why not? We argue about everything else. Yay! We we got people in the chat. Hello. We got Sean is here. Not feeling well. I'm sorry. Hope you feel better. Underpopes here. Shales here. Kids are asleep. Is listening while driving. Be careful. Definitely. Um, we we don't reduce any accidents. Enjoy the lurk and work under Pope. And Lee is here. Enjoy Ditch Diggers responsibly, people. That's right. That's right. Ansel is here. Osarian. And Devo Spice is here. Awesome. Devo Spice. Hope you're feeling better. So many people sick. Um, so yeah, Matt, good to see you. It's been a while. It has been a while. We had, there were several streams. I was supposed to be a part of, but life interfered in one way or another, and I feel very bad about it, but life, man, you know, it doesn't respect much. No. Nope. It just takes. Just takes. takes. takes, takes till there's right. nothing left. This is our, our holiday episode, by the way. I don't know if that was apparent or not. How life just eats you alive from the end. But it'll get much merrier from this point on. That's right. That's right. We were thinking about talking about all the terrible things going on. But, uh... I was thinking about that, and then Mer was like, it would be just depressing as shit in our holiday. <laughs> in our first stream for a while, that's also the episode. And I had to admit, I was like, you know what? Fair point. Fair point to that. What if we were hopeful and joyous and uh, didn't talk about all the depressing things that are happening? Well, there's plenty of people talking about the depressing yeah. things, you know? I don't think... There are. They, there are. They don't need us. They really don't. They don't. They're all smarter than me. Not you. You're very smart, but they're smarter than me. So, you know, let no, them... No, they're smarter than me. Let them lead the Discord. I mean, you know, so there are people who are smarter than everyone. There was always somebody smarter or better, but I feel like you have a pretty good average going. Way above mine. I'll say that. So, so what are, yeah, so we decided we're not going to talk about all the depressing things that are happening in and, and specifically in the world of like freelance writing and publishing and all those things we're just yeah, going to enjoy yeah there's bad stuff going on there too yeah i know particularly that's what i was thinking because that's generally what the show is about we don't we don't cover the whole world Mark. we don't we have that kind of time 
No, we don't. We don't have that kind of time at all. And I certainly don't have the expertise. Yeah. Like, do you like my mind? I'm trying to. I do. It's more. it's very. Yeah. You, you're really uh, very active. It's so very nice. hand up. Just very like better luck. You know, was, I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah, so we don't cover the whole world. We just we generally cover like a nucleus of, of writing. And there's a lot of depressive stuff going on there. But we're not going to talk about that, as I said. We're just going to keep talking about how it exists, but not the details. All right. Reference it, ancillary. No, what are we going to talk about, Mark? I don't That's fucking know. I got. I'm preparing to take my dog into surgery, and she decided to have an upset stomach today, and that's oh. all sorts of fun. It just this dog, man. I love her to death, and wow, just yeah, yeah. I think I I heard her before when the technical thing sorted out. Mm-hmm. It just it's like bro, it just it broke my little heart. It's not little. My heart is huge. Problem, but no, I just broke my heart. Yeah, to hear that, and I really. I really hope she's going to be okay. But I the good thing is, Mar- okay, here's the thing. She's, okay. she's going to be fine. She's yeah. totally going to be fine. It's not even a question. She's going to come through the surgery, and when she comes through the surgery, that'll be like a touching holiday moment. Like, oh, it's terrible because she's sick and it's pre-surgery. Mm-hmm. But after, when she's healing and she's better, then you've got a warming holiday, everything worked out, family together, dog healed moment. So we just got to get to that part of the story. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's going to take a leg about eight, eight to 12 weeks to heal. But um, Okay, well, she won't at be least coming out, coming out of yeah. the surgery. We've been looking forward to the surgery, surgery since she injured her leg weeks right. ago. So, um, we'll have a special holiday on-the-mend moment. It won't be a fully yes. healed moment, but it'll be an on-the-mend moment. She'll probably have a bandage. It'll be really cute. It'll work. You just got to... Yeah, she'll again. have. I'm doing, she'll, my, I'm doing my best. She'll have lots of lots of Christmas presents and stuff. Oh, good. Um, I'm getting see. a new uh, new dog niece. That's news that I can. I'm announcing exclusively here. Oh wow! Why didn't you guys my, have a dog? Because I'm horribly allergic to dogs. Oh, I don't you, think I knew that. You absolutely didn't know that. We talked about it a bunch. No, I decided I don't know that. Okay, but no, I am horribly. <laughs> I am horribly allergic to dogs. It's the only thing, my last allergy test, it's the only thing I'm allergic to, and I'm as allergic to it as you can be to a thing. Wow. It's almost comical at how specifically cursed I am, because I because I love dogs. I don't know if everybody, I love dogs. I wouldn't yeah. have a dog, but I'm terribly allergic, and uh, to to in order to have one and not die, I would literally have to get shots like every day for a year or something ridiculous, and I just haven't been able to commit to it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my sister-in-law, um, Nikki's sister, is adopting this adorable little one-eyed pug named Tansy, and we're all very excited about it. She's Excellent. a little sausage dog. She has one eye and very soft teeth, and we were out already pre-spoiling her. She's not even here yet, and we were out buying her little sweaters and toys and soft beats, and my wife and I are very excited about being an aunt and an uncle. You know you're gonna have to dip her, um, dip her meat in wine. <laughs> because she has soft teeth. Because she has soft teeth. We won't teeth. talk exactly. about it. Okay. But we won't talk about it because that would embarrass her. That's true. That's that. true. Yeah. We'll dip her also buco. We are hot. talking about Matt's new niece, Preemie. Preemie's here. I didn't, I said I didn't announce it exclusively, but Preemie, I did. I did mention it too. 
They preview gets all the scoops. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna but say this is the first time I'm gonna suppose. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's great. I'm gonna uh, say hello to the rest of the people in chat, and then we're going to um, start the podcast officially. This is for oh, later. For sure. This is for later. With the podcast editing thing. Gotcha. Okay. So you can figure out where we're coming from while I say hi to people. Uh, Devo Spice finally testing negative. Great. I hope you're feeling better too. Ooh. Good Devo. Glad to hear it. Uh, listen to my right now. Starred Green is here. Ellie is saying hi, rubbing the phone from Shauna. Um, under Pope is allergic to dogs and cats. Wow. And you foster cats. Wow. Um, I'm also allergic to cats. I just don't care because I don't cats. Yeah, when I got allergy tested, I did not respond to either dogs or cats, and I knew that I had a deathly allergy to cats. And so they went, huh, that's weird. And so they gave me a shot of the allergen. You know, the kind of thing. Shot you full of cat allergies? They did. And they put... They put, like, dog here and cat here, and the cat went... And they're like... We think you're allergic to dogs too, but you're definitely allergic to cats. Did it make that sound? Yes. When you, when they sh- okay. It did. It did. I have so many questions. So they just had like they just have like liquid cat laying around. Well, I mean, that's like, what hey, they do what? allergy shots with. I mean, they do allergy testing know, I... with. You know, they, they prick your skin just yeah. a little bit, and I... then they put a little dab right. concentrated cat or something. And my you're right. You're body right. didn't react to that for some reason. And so they took a different kind of concentrated cat and injected me a different, a different cat. They were like, hey, get, get the stuff we took out of Steve yesterday, not the stuff we took out of Jeff. Yes. She's not allergic to Jeff, but we'll see if she's allergic to Steve. Exactly. And so they shot my head, Steve and my they have a, They have cats named Jeff and Steve, and they just extract oh. things from them all day. It's okay. They take very good care of Jeff and Steve. Jeff and Steve don't mind. Yes. So, no, that's all perfectly. I just never thought about it in those terms before. But that's exactly what they do. It's just the way you described it. It's just like, yeah, they injected me with liquid cat, like you do. Yeah, I think I used superpowers. Uh, I just my arm swelled up. I was just, I was just gonna say, you kind of the way you were describing it, it sounded like a superhero origin story. Yeah, I'm really I sorry though. Anyway, um, anyway, we're gonna get started. Hmm. Let's get started. We've totally lost track of what episode number this is it's the end of the year that's all you need to know um all you need to know that's right but it is mer and matt together at the end of the year on ditch diggers we're season eight i know that much and um yeah yeah, we're getting started coming to you live from where matt uh from inside the giant uh, Christmas tree in the front of the Ditch Diggers compound where we built a holiday tree house. Oh, I love it here. Because I never want to leave. I know. Why not build a tree house inside a giant, you know, Christmas tree? Aww. Why not? And then all the Just, ornaments are your friends. Yeah. It's nice to, you know, you got the nice lighting outside. It's, it's yeah. like living on you know, a different planet. I like it. So we're going to go with that. Anyway, it is the Ditch Diggers, Mer Lafferty and Matt Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you on a podcast about the business of writing or whatever comes to our minds, which is more likely because we're both tired and it's the holidays and nobody really focuses during the holidays e- either. If anybody asks you to turn anything in around the holidays, just laugh at them because you know they're lying. I was, yes, I was, I was telling Mer. I have a publisher that attempted to give me a deadline 
for something that was three days before Christmas. The tw- they asked if you have this back by 1221. I was like, what? You got, you know, he's going to be there. We're delivering it to an empty building. Yeah. This industry shuts down until February. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Who, who, to me, it's who, indicative who, of the chaos out there. Or whose Christmas are you ruining by making them read this over the holidays? That was my other thing is like, do, are, you, are they making an assistant editor over Christmas now? Because that's terrible if that's a true thing. I just don't think they are. Yeah. Because to my mind, it never, it never works that way. Probably, those offices are ghost towns. Yeah, it probably has something to do with like, oh, something turned in calendar year. I don't know. I just find it, you know, it's just, another, <laughs> it's just another one of those things. It's like, hey, we know on the last book that you did for us, we didn't get you edits for fourteen months, but could you have this back to us before Christmas? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it was like a parody of a publishing moment to me. Yeah. So. And to me, that's just a really good temperature gauge of everything that's happening in publishing right now. It's just kind of like a little cherry on top of all the depressing stuff about publishing. We agree we're not going to talk about in our holiday episode because we want this to be fun and festive. That's true. From, fun from and inside festive. our from inside our giant Christmas tree house inside the giant Christmas tree. The house is not giant. The Christmas tree is giant. And then there's a quaint little tree house within it. I should be very specific about that. Okay, thank you. Because I'm sure you confused some people. And if they went ahead with their wrong idea of what they were, what we were living in, you know, that could ruin their Christmas. Imagine. It could ruin their holiday. It could give them existential crisis. Yep. I don't want to do that, Mar. Totally, totally. Um, so one thing I I am trying to finish the edits on Chaos Terminal, which is the title. I don't think I told you the title of my second book in the Midsolar Murders series. No, I did not know that title. That's fantastic. That's a yep. fantastic. Yep. Uh, is there a space alien in this one? No. I will keep asking but until you go through space filling. I mean, there could be a lot of things in it. There could be purple giraffes, you know, flipping burgers. But unless you put like it in that, the book, that, no, not... no, no. I mean, it, it's I, I, it, that would be a lot less likely than a space deli. Less likely, but not impossible. Didn't you see everything everywhere all at once? It's like one of the best movies of the year. I know. Butt plug foo. foo. It's it was fantastic. Oh. Um. All things are possible and all things happen. That's true. That's true. Except there's it was a universe movie in which... and imaginary, oh. but uh but I guess my yeah, book is too, mean, isn't it? It's not a documentary. There, there you go. It's not a documentary. I will think about the that space deli for you. And I will call Please it do. Matt's space deli. I would you have no idea. Like we it sounds like we're doing a bit right now. It would make me happy if you did that and that was a real thing i would not shut up about it i would tell everybody my friend wrote this book and i bugged them to do a space deli and they did it and they named it after me i'd be telling people at bus stops i don't even take the bus i just, <laughs> you go, just to go to stops. bus stops and tell people I'd sit there so i can tell strangers <laughs> like forrest gump that i have a space deli named after me in merle lafferty's new novel <laughs> making stuff i'm a simple guy people think i'm complicated i'm not i'm extremely simple yeah, yeah. I just fair. I like I like yeah, I like being referenced in media that my friends create. That's all I'm after. So the only reason I write things, I'm just trying to make myself prominent enough that I get referenced in other people's works. But what are you gonna so, put for me in your books? Well, that's a good question. I'm sure I've referenced you before. 
I think I literally, I think I name dropped one of your novels in one of the Cinder Shirt books. I had somebody reading one of your things. I know I've done that in something. I just don't recall offhand. So I think I've done it already. And as far as I know, you haven't referenced me at all in your work. I've acknowledged you almost every time. It's not the same thing. Uh, I didn't know we were keeping score. Anyway, yeah, we're festive. I, we're festive. <laughs> we and speaking of which, I like the little subliminal merch uh, plug there you did. Oh, isn't that nice? The mug. Yeah. Yep. Everybody go, 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 go get one of those. Yeah. That's, yep. Well, Numbers Ninja. Um, Numbers Ninja art. Uh, anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because I'm really looking forward yes. to finishing those edits. I really want to get them done. Um, I want to get them done before Christmas for me. I don't want them over my head during Christmas, so I may turn it in on the 21st, but they're not asking for it on the 21st. Um, I just want to get it done because I have some actual fun things I want to write, Matt. Stuff I'm not contracted for, stuff that no one cares about, but I want to write them, and that's such a good feeling. Matt, did you freeze, or am I just very uninteresting? I think Matt froze. Or I am incredibly uninteresting. Um, do I have my phone in here? I don't. Good good planning, Mur. Well, yeah, so we dropped him. Hopefully he'll come back. Um, so yeah, I am working on a couple of... I'm working on an audio drama script. I'm working on a pitch for another audio drama. I am uh, trying to think about a keepsake game, which is a game where you you the, the you create something and you have it at the end, um, like a map or a drawing or um, yeah. I'm not good at thinking about the 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 one. The one that I have that we haven't played yet is called The Quiet Year, and it's a tabletop game, and um, you end up with a map once you're done. And so it's like you create the map of the, the community you're building as you go. Um, and so I've been trying to think of making one for myself. Here he comes. There you are. I'm terribly sorry. Okay. I wasn't sure whether I was very uninteresting and you were just like being very stoic at me or if you'd frozen. So, I mean, I, I guess I need to be more expressive and emotive on these streams. I have mastered you would, video. You would still, you, have more. you know, pause every once in a while. You don't have I know, to but constantly I was, be in movement. If I, if I was doing some grand gesture, you would have been able to tell That's that true. I was frozen. But That's I was true. neutral. I'm very neutral. Anyway, I was talking um, about being yeah, excited right, about so, writing my own stuff that's not contracted and um, how how exciting, how I'm really working hard to get through the book, in part turn it in, but also in part just to have some fun over the holidays. You remember what you that's go, like? Yeah, I, writing I heard for fun? Part, yeah. No, I don't, I don't remember what that's like. <laughs> it sounds like heroin. Um, <laughs> no, that's not entirely true. I have fun. Thing. I, I say that. Because I'm burnt out, honestly. Like, I yes. checked out about three weeks ago. Like, to me, the year ended at the end of... I have fun all the time writing. I, I write... You know, I'm working on this video game full-time. I write that. I have fun doing that constantly. I'm part of a great team. I have fun writing my own stuff. When I get to work on my own stuff, it's collectively as a whole, writing can feel... You know, when you write 
for a job, which I do, mm-hmm. um, as a whole can start to feel like it wears you down a little bit and you can, you lose the individual moments that you have. My internet connection is unstable, Mur. Zoom wants me to know. Oh gosh. That's unstable. That's such a, that's such a mortifying way to put that. And I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's 2022. Can we not, can you not on top of me with everything else I'm dealing with? Mm-hmm. You can be more hopeful. You can be like, you know what? Your internet connection is a little slow, but we're working on it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> well, really? They could do that. They can write anything yeah. they want for that message. Why can't it be, yeah, why can't it be more optimistic? Instead of making it sound like it's something that's my fault and there's mm-hmm. no way to fix it. That's yeah. really like, that leaves me no options. My internet connection is unstable. What the fuck do you want me to do with that? Yeah, exactly. I was, um, I was listening to uh david sedaris's santa land diaries and at one point he's like so after they take their picture we're supposed to say this way out of santa land but i figured i was putting too much pressure on people so i started to say this way out of santa land where the lighting is more flattering or unless you want to stay in there for a little while and then i guess that's okay I just you know love this, this sort of like polite, yeah, yeah go, go do what you want. We don't care. God um, bless them. I'm all for it, man. Like, we, we have enough stresses in, in life right now. Like, let's not, let's find little moments where we can take away from that, not add to it. Yeah. Zoom. So, you know, sometimes um, when I'm, I'm doing stuff on I Should Be Writing, which is my other podcast that uh, talks mostly about the emotional side of writing, sometimes the craft, but often also just trying to keep people from getting out of their own way emotionally in order to build a creative career. Um, you know, I try to make a space where people don't have to worry about hardly anything. And some, sometimes I'm thinking, should I have more tough love? I'm like, no, that's not what this is about. I mean, it's going to be the nice thing. If somebody <laughs> wants the tough love, you know, they can go somewhere else for it. I'll let them know there's tough love elsewhere. I'll let them know that everything won't always be this easy. But for our space, yeah, I'm going to be super nice and tell them to stand where the light's more flattering if they're more comfortable there. If they're more comfortable. And don't just tell them that their shit is unstable and just leave it hanging out there like there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I get that while streaming. It's like, oh, you're, you've dropped some frames. I'm like, okay. All right, I can't pick them up. What do you want me to do? They're not, I'm looking at the floor. They're not there. What the yeah. hell do you want me to do? Exactly. Could you suggest, yeah, suggest an option. Be be a yes and person, you know? Exactly. Life That's is an improv, people. Life is an improv. That is an improv thing, um, for those of you who've never done theater. Um, but no, so sorry. That was a really weird tangent that I went on just then. Uh, I'm very happy. so long, so. That's true. That's no, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying that. I'm just trying to, we're doing a podcast here, Mer. This That's is, right. This is, yeah. Right. It's not just it's not just us hanging out, even though I do aspect of it very much. Um, I'm very happy that you have a holiday deadline, but you're doing it for you. That's mm-hmm. a good reason to want to finish something before Christmas. And I'm very happy that you're looking forward working on stuff for fun that's going to please you. That's what we should all be doing because, frankly, there are much easier ways to make money if that's all we're trying to do here. Like, this is the truth. This is the truth of it. This is just the truth. No, of it. you're absolutely talking about, right, unfortunately. This is my, my only marketable skill and this is the thing I'm best at. And that's all great, but this is still the truth. 
like as, as far as the state of the industry right now, you can make better money doing literally anything else. So if you're going to do this and try to try to do this for work and try to make money at it, you should also try to do it because you enjoy it because you know, it's, it's not money motivator to do this solely. That's all I'm saying. You need to, you need to pad that a little bit. Nothing wrong with, with your goal being to make money and wanting to make money. You should, we do this professionally. We should all want to make as much money as we can and make much more money than we do. It's not wrong that that's a goal. It's just that with the state of things, you might also want to pad that goal with some other stuff that will keep you going because the money is not going to be the best carrot on the metaphorical stick in front of you, who is a, apparently in this metaphor. Um, and horses are cool, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Saying that like it's a bad thing. So, uh, uh, so yeah, no, that's that's really good stuff. I'm happy about that. So where uh, where are we going with this? What what? what let's give a segue because I'm not thinking of anything. I'm trying to come up with my uh, merch link. <laughs> and you should see merch doing the right thing. Someone was asking. No, it doesn't matter where someone. You should have been doing it anyway. Someone shouldn't have had to ask. So like we we showed up. You should have a link. This is how we live. How we're forced to live. Sweet. Does it relate to the link we were just discussing, or is this a different? Yes. If 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 you do uh, exclamation point merch in the chat, then you will get the link. And yes, everybody can do that. But don't all do it, please. But no, yeah, but you should do it. You should go buy the merch because it's really good merch. It supports merch. It helps merch create things that we all enjoy, and that's really what it's all about. Oh, um, did look on your linky page. Wait, do you mean the link I just gave you or the link, my Willow list of links thing? Anyway, um, tell, tell me if that one doesn't work and I'll, I'll work, work on it after the stream. Um, we were going to talk about the office. What were, what were we going to talk about? You wanted to talk about video and then the office was a tangential thing to that. Right. Yes. Um, I've talked about this before on a couple of other ditch diggers. I'm, uh, I, I don't understand why I'm trying to, to understand it. It might be, it might honestly be a generational thing. Uh, I don't mind what I look like on Twitch, but when I make TikToks, all I can think about is who the hell wants to watch this. Right. And I don't know if it's because TikTok is often much larger than Twitch, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, you are the, the video, not, not all of this and pretty overlays and stuff. Um, or maybe it's just the fact that I know that, that a lot of other, the majority of the other people creating at Twitch are going to be younger than me, um, or TikTok, which, you know, shouldn't stop me, but I'm just trying to think of where my hangups are. But I wanted to talk to you because you were doing daily video. I don't know how the hell you did that. But you were doing daily video on YouTube for a while, uh, the Angry Writer. Yeah, I was long ago. Um, and I kind of sunk that. I've tried several times to get it going again. So I don't know if you want to talk to me because I failed at that. Uh, no, you about, know. Like, how, why you did it and why it failed. Absolutely. Okay. It's interesting. So I started, I did, I for a while there, and I, I kept it going for, for a goodly while. I was doing daily uh, vlogs. And. Some of them would be writing related, some of them wouldn't be. Um, when I started, it was very raw, and then like I, I started to get better about editing and making it nice, and I had a title sequence in there and everything, and it was 
it was good stuff. But no, I started doing it. The reason I started doing it and the reason I was able to do it is because like I had no job and nothing I was doing was really working at the time. Honestly, like engaged to Nikki. We weren't married yet. And I like had that long ago. It was that long ago. It was, yeah, I was engaged to Nikki and we were, we were planning to get married and I was really broke and like nothing I was doing was working. The, my books weren't selling just like nothing was working. I was looking, I was looking for a gig and I wasn't. Damn it. Matt froze again. emotion you know just like and you need to do something hey matt something yeah you froze again so we we oh. lost you right after you said i was looking for a gig oh, okay i was looking for a gig i wasn't finding one and i just decided i needed to do something i needed to be proactive in some kind of way that was creative and at least tangential to the stuff i was trying to do and it seemed like doing vlogs and building a platform there, maybe that would be a useful thing to help me with the other stuff I was doing. But at least it was doing something. It was something that I could do, that I could control, that I could actually put out there. And it just made me feel like at least I'm trying to do something while all this other stuff I'm working on isn't going very well. So that's literally why I started doing it. Okay. It was just, yeah. And the reason I was able to do that is because I didn't have a lot else to do at the time. So I did that for a few months. And in a, in a weird way, I feel like it kind of, it kind of worked. I mean, it, it kept me motivated. It kept me going. I got a job as a marketing writer at the time. Um, that. Yeah, I, it was it was a really it was a really good gig. Um, and then I sold uh, Savage Legion. All that happened like a few months after. It was a really weird semester because like I got I I started doing that. Nikki and I got married in around October. No, we had two weddings, so I never know when to say. We had one in October that was a small thing, and then we had one in November for all our friends and everybody. The one that I was at is the one that you were at. This, this, yeah, the one, obviously. The one that Mer was at. So November. We got married in November. And then um, the new year started, and I got that job, and um, I, saw, I, I signed a three-book deal with Saga. And suddenly I went from having nothing to do to having a lot to do. So <clears throat> the vlogs got more infrequent. And I, you know, I tried to do different kind of series and things. And uh, it was just, it's hard, man. It's hard. Consistency has always been hard for me. It's probably the reason Twitter the platform has really worked for me because it's so easy and short and immediate. You know, it's not something that takes a lot of, if I have to like plan and write a blog post, I suck at keeping up a blog. You know, video takes even way more time than that. So it's just a hard thing to do when you have so much other shit to focus on. And like, I commend um, authors and other other creatives I see out there doing it in addition to whatever else they're doing is like their main thing. Like if books, but you're also able to keep up a TikTok, that blows my fucking mind, dude. Like it's such a hard thing to do. But that's why I started doing. That's also why I kind of fell off doing it because when I when I you know the things I the primary things I was working on started to pop and I started focusing on that stuff. I just didn't have the time or the energy to, to be consistent with the rest of it. And I didn't want to do, if I was going to do it. I wanted it to be as good as I could make it, you know? So yeah, I was doing, then, a, sorry, go on. Yeah. So, no, no, I was just, I'm just going to say like, so I stopped doing the daily vlogs, but I did keep up the channel for quite a while after that with content that just wasn't every day. Cause every day was obviously much. Yeah. Then like when, the, when that 
pandemic hit, that just like it just kind of sucked. When you think that would be the time to like do vlogs and say, because like what else did you have to do? It just sucked all the the will out of me to do it. I just I was just really it was just very hard to be in front of a camera and not just be horribly depressing and depressive. Yeah. So that was really what, what screwed the whole thing, the whole YouTube channel thing. Finally, the channel's still there. There's still content on it. It's been a couple of years. I think at this point, since I put anything new on there, which I feel bad about, but um, yeah, that's the, that's the brief story of my YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's something weird that, that, I'm I'm still trying to figure. I, I guess it's the whole spoon theory. It's like you can't work, you can't like take your to do list and put it into like slots for time. Like I have I have an hour, right. so what can I do? What takes fifteen minutes four times or whatever? Because your brain puts a lot more effort towards some of the things than others. And I, in November, I was, I won NaNoWriMo for the first time ever. So I was writing and I um, did a daily podcast for the Patreon supporters. And the daily podcast right. took half an hour every day, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 minutes to record and then 20 to edit and upload. And it's still, I was so burnt out at the end to be fair, I did write 15,000 words in the last three days, but um, I mean, come on. I was, I didn't want to record. I didn't want to write. I didn't want to do anything first for a while. And I thought, and I kept thinking, it's like writing, you know, a little over 1500 words a day and recording for 30 minutes a day. That is, that all fits into a schedule, even if you do have a day job you know you could mm-hmm. find time for that stuff but it's all about the mental weight of everything and i would love to be doing more frequent content but i don't know how to prepare my mind for it yeah it's a lot man and then also you know and that's just talking about the structure of doing it and doing it in an abstract way then you actually have to get to what are you doing what is the content like what do you want to do with that medium and that that platform and then you have to come up with all that shit, you yeah. know? It's not, that's the thing. It's like, and especially being someone, you know, just keeping it to authors right now. Like, let's see, let's apply to all the creators. We're authors, and I just talked about from that standpoint. Like, there are plenty of authors I see really killing it on, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, but I also know that, like, not all of them, they, I, I feel like they, they're not, they wouldn't have done TikTok if they weren't trying to be successful as authors. Possibly, yeah. um, possibly. I'm not judging, and I'm not. The thing is, there's no judgment. Here. I'm just saying. I think it's a thing of like they also happen to be very good at it and able to be consistent with it. And that's fantastic. But they started doing it for an ancillary uh, reason, and like that's why I would be doing that. I would, I would be doing it because like I want to help promote myself and all these other things I, I'm doing. And I feel like for me, that's not the best reason to do it because I don't have the discipline to like make myself come up with cool creative shit first of all for that and then also do it on a consistent basis like i need to have a reason that i'm making this stuff i need to be doing it because i want to make the stuff itself not because i'm trying to backdoor into selling other stuff because you know i know the little i do know about tiktok is like it doesn't work that way you can't go on tiktok and hold up your book and be like buy my book and then everybody buys your book that's not how that shit works you know <laughs> of course it's like just that. It's a completely different, I mean, like nothing really works like that. But like the thing, what I'm saying is like, 
you can do that on Twitter, right? Yeah. As part of your overall content, you can promote your, you can create tweets that are, that are specifically like, I would like everybody to go buy my book. And, you know, you can't only do that, but that can be part of, that's part of the vernacular of like a platform like Twitter. From what I understand, TikTok is like the opposite. You can't be book waving on your TikTok channel. Like that's a killer. Like people don't want to see that. It's not what they're there for, yeah. right? It's a, it's a different audience. It's a different kind of content. And you need to be doing it because you have something you want to try to bring to that medium. And I'm like, I, for me, I don't have that. I don't have that thing. I just don't have that thing. Yeah. I'm not saying I couldn't, you know, cause like I, I'm a screenwriter too. And I like, I always like the idea of doing visual medium stuff, but I just, in terms of like TikTok as, as what it is, I just don't have a strong desire for something to bring to that yet. So I know it's not the right thing for me to do for that reason. Cause it's just, it, it, I think it would feel very hollow coming for me at this point. Well, I wanted that being to... said, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. no, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I wanted to take uh, Evil Murr advice to TikTok because that okay. doesn't take a lot of time and um, I can look as silly as I want because I have a mustache on. So <laughs> I, love, I love seeing that. So you have a perspective. That's a good, you have a thing. You have a thing you want to do that, that exists independently of, you know, the medium or whatever. I'm trying to fit something in the medium. You're like, no, I have this thing and that could work there. And I, I want to do this thing anyway. And I could wear a silly mustache and I wouldn't have to worry about my, you know, for look. I'm not saying about you specifically. Like, I'm talking to Royal Week because we all worry about this. I hate how I look right now in video, yeah. which is a whole separate issue. I don't um, think many people do, unless you're one of those people that has been brought up model gorgeous with everybody in the world <laughs> saying how gorgeous you are. Right. Um, I yeah. think the rest of us are just like, wow, I there's everybody else in the world who just look like normal people, and then there's this troll with myrrh underneath on yeah it's uh oh it's terrible so true it's so terrible uh yeah we're so we're so broken um we are uh i so would say that that's another says, aspect of it yeah arudanel says i think it's just that tiktok you have seconds to make an impression and it's all 20 something so it's hard not to feel self-conscious that's that's a good point thank you yeah I think you gotta be yourself. You know who's you know who's killing it actually, and somebody who I like. They made me actually want to re-examine the TikTok thing. Is um, Joseph uh, Brassy? Brassy? I've never actually said the dude's name out loud. I feel bad. I don't think I, think I know his TikTok. Um, oh, you gotta see—he's been blowing up on TikTok, man. Uh, That's—he's gotten like four, four or five thousand followers in the last uh, last month or two or Jesus. something. Jesus. And it's it's just because like he just he's just being himself. Like he he goes on there. The dude, I love him. I love him to death. I've known him. I've known him for years. We did the pink shirt thing at Worldcon. All right. Hung out. Yeah, and I love the dude. But he has this amazing, like, monotone delivery, but like in a good way. And he just talks about stuff that he feels passionate about. He'll see another video or something, and he'll comment on that. And he's just, and it's very thoughtful and insightful and sincere and genuine. And he also has this very unique delivery that's you know funny and it's way too and because of those factors like very quickly he's gaining these followers you know stuff he's had several tiktoks that have blown up really big and it's just all kind of awe-inspiring to watch because it's just so it's such an organic thing you know and it, 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 it that watching that i'm almost like wow man like if he can if he can find that kind of vibe for himself maybe i could find that kind of vibe for myself it's really it's really inspiring to watch so stuff like that, you know, as much as I say I don't want to do it and I wouldn't fit, there are authors who 
fit very naturally in that space just by being being themselves and just being willing to put themselves out there and just, just kind of go with it, you know, which I think is what is what he did. So yeah, so that was yeah, that's very inspiring to me. So definitely don't take away from this me saying that as like, oh, I shouldn't do it. I'm just saying those are the things that have helped trying to get into it. Right. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Um, interesting. Cool. Roth says, I do not get TikTok. I post the same videos on Instagram and TikTok. Had a video get 20,000 views on Instagram, 200 views on TikTok. Yeah, I've heard it's so, it's like to those of us on the outside, they look like identical um, platforms. And right. um, I've heard that they're so different. I There's one woman, um, I think Erica is her name. She does, she's a lawyer, but she's got really good TikToks where she talks, she basically talks about, she reads the fine print so you don't have to. And then she right. talks about it uh, very entertainingly. But um, she was very open with how, how much money she's made on each platform and which one. And for right. her, it's YouTube. It's like by factors of 10 more money on YouTube than TikTok or Instagram. Um, but, you know, our friend Grant Bachoco, um, podcaster, old timey, old school podcaster, not old timey. Um, you know, he's blowing up on TikTok with his puppeteering. He's doing right. a talking toilet paper roll that people love. He does the poop word of the day. Yeah, man. And, Whatever uh, works. But I know the poop word of the day comes purchases. from a sincere place. So oh, right. they're merch purchases. Awesome. No, I was just saying, I'm sure the poop the, the poop word of the day comes from a very sincere place with him. So good for him. It does. It does. Um, yeah, so, but, but, and so TikTok is his platform. And he and I have talked about uh, Twitch and YouTube. Because and it's funny, he told me, or he's the one who let me know that I was breaking the terms and conditions because I'm a Twitch affiliate, which means um, you can subscribe to my channel and I'll get half the money and Twitch will get half the money. But in right. order for that to happen, I have to agree not to simultaneously stream anywhere else. I can take my Twitch oh. content and upload it like a day later but I can't live stream to more than one place at a time, which there's a lot of uh, software that allows you to do that. You can stream oh. on Twitch and uh, Facebook and Facebook, yeah. uh, YouTube all at the same time. And so I was asking him why he didn't do the Twitch affiliate thing. And he's like, because I want to be live streaming at the same time. And I thought, wow, that's different. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I also think it's kind of, I get why they do that, but I still think it's kind of messed up. Um, yeah man i don't know there's no there's no like da vinci code to crack any of this it's all i think it's all random to a certain extent i think there's always an intangible to it i you know i guess maybe you just kind of you kind of pick one and you just kind of go with whatever is working and, and focus on that but i don't know instagram i still can't figure out i um i literally just figured out like the other day that i have to like post stuff to my stories if I want to actually get people to see it, right? Like normal posts, just nobody fucking pays attention to. And I'm just like, it's also, and the UI is just, one that go away after 24 hours. They do. They do. But like more people see that shit and interact with it. And I get more new followers than if I just post regularly, nobody sees just regular posts on the Instagram. So do you, okay. What about, does anybody post to both? 
What do you mean? Well, I mean, I have I have one video or, or image to post. I post it to stories and right. whatever yeah. the, hell the other one is. Do people do that? Yeah, people absolutely do that, I'm sure. I, you know, I just don't, I don't know what the, I'm just saying I don't know what the, what the secret combo is. And, like, literally I just figured that out the other day. So I'm not the one to ask about these things. Oh, I'm trying I, to figure I it still, out. I still, I still, I even read about it to, to clear my brain up. And then the next time I was going to post something, I'm like, do you want to post to stories or reels or your whatever the hell they call it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll just. I don't know. No What's the difference? Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, let me like, checked with chat real quick. Uh, Dr. Farron, I assume. Sorry you weren't expecting the pop-up. That's that's fine. I appreciate the support. I hope you like your shirt. Uh, Kay Kimmy, it may have something to do with different demographics or platforms, yes. But algorithms. It's the fucking algorithm. I pretty much only see stories for people I follow and ads in my timeline. Yeah. Thank you. I was gonna, sorry. I was gonna ask, like with Grant, like with the YouTube thing. You were saying Grant makes the most off YouTube. Is that what you're saying? Or did I fuck that no, up? I was, say, I was saying another person said they were making the most off of YouTube. Oh, it was a chick. Yeah, it was a lawyer yeah. chick, right? But yeah, Grant I think he... does a lot. Of, I think his... I, I mean, he hasn't told me any numbers, but I know he's huge on TikTok. So I think right. that's where he has most of his following. I was just wondering if, like, the lawyer... Sorry, I called the lawyer chick. That's fucked up. The, if that... Um, like, explain how they make the money they get into that aspect of it yeah she talked about how um the length of the well she talks about the number of downloads what she makes per download and um the length of the video apparently the sweet spot on youtube is 10 minutes um you know if you put a three minute video up there it's not going to make as much money but if you get it over 10 minutes i don't know i don't remember all the details uh, Donna R, my initials. That's my first time in the chat. <clears throat> well, welcome. We're glad to have you. Sorry, I got your name wrong. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to figure it out. Um, uh, Roth says, I don't know how much of a difference it makes. I had a vi video go viral on Instagram and get 8 million views. I saw a bit of a temporary uptick in traffic to my website, a couple hundred people, but didn't really result in anything. Yeah, I, I get that. I kind of feel like, oh, we lost Matt again crud um well i i kind of feel like it's um it's like writing for a licensed property you have um you have people they, they sort of imply that you'll get more readers but when you know when people pick up solo they want to read star wars and even if they like the book and they, you know, email me or something and say how much they like it, they're probably not going to pick up my other stuff because they want to read Star Wars. And I think when people like stuff on these sites, they enjoy what they see when they see it. And they may follow you for more content, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere else. That's my theory. Welcome back. I will not be denied. Um, I love that this is like my connection is rock solid every day of the week until I actually try to do something like this. And then it just craps out every five minutes. So those things just make you feel like the protagonist of the universe. It's like, why me? Yeah. Why is this happening? Um, so I'm sorry. I was asking about 
the source of revenue streams from doing the YouTube. And you were saying that um, the lawyer, the individual who's a lawyer, was talking about the length of their videos, and then that's where I cut out. Yeah, she talks about the length of the videos and how many views she gets and how that right. translates into money. Um, right. Because I know that that all changed a lot for YouTubers in particular, like with ad revenue and the algorithm and everything. Because I, I, and I, you know, it's tangibly like channels I follow everybody started switching over to like sponsored content and like it's become like old timey television or radio now everybody stops their video to do an ad mm -hmm. for their sponsor like right in the middle of it and that didn't used to be a thing but i gather that's like a, that's like a huge source of revenue now and they had to kind of pivot to that yeah. because the ad the ad revenue they were making before for views and for youtube ads they're not making that money anymore not making as much money as they used to yeah yeah it's um so it's just inter it's interesting to me. So then I, because then I wonder, like, for things like TikTok or Instagram, like, how has their shit changed too, or do they or do they make money in a different way, or what's the deal there? Because I don't even know what the structure is there. I don't know. Um, the only place I've ever made money is Twitch, and mm -hmm. that gets me like a I mean, fat Twitch. fat hundred dollars every quarter or so. <laughs> hey, do Shutter, Twitch, you don't have it. Do Twitch streamer? I'm not laughing at you. I was laughing uh, at. You saying fat okay. in terms of, yeah, I wasn't laughing at the money you're making. I wouldn't okay. do that. Um, like, I'm doing fucking better. Uh, no, it's, um, I was just wondering, like, streamers do sponsorships, like the way the YouTubers do, and oh, yeah. put in the ads in there. Oh, yeah. Um, they'll do, uh, well, sometimes you'll just get a game code in order to play the game. Right. Right, right, because um, it's very gaming But I know yeah. lots of people who are sponsored by their microphone, sponsored by uh, the voice mod software. Um, cameras sometimes, yeah, all that people get sponsored. Um, I just love that, you know, it's, it always comes back to this. Just think about how, like, no matter what new cutting edge technology, delivery system, whole new medium of creative content, no matter what shit we come up with, it always comes back to if you want to make money off it, the only way to do it is through advertising. I just love that it's the inescapable dynamic of this whole thing and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what we do every single platform every new kind of content every new kind of medium and always comes back to that like it's the only way you end up being able to make money off of this through advertisers it's just so trippy to me because it's such an ar it's arbitrary thing you know like it's just such an arbitrary structure to follow and yet we can't escape it it's inescapable right? yeah yeah i have no i have no way out of this i have suggestion it's just amazing to me that we have nobody's been able to figure out something more sustainable and widespread i know other people have probably figured out ways around it but like systemically for most people it comes it always comes back to the advertising it's just so trippy to me and i don't know and i guess in a way it's like we've gotten further away from people actually being willing to pay for shit and that's part of it yep like instead of instead of finding better easier ways for people to pay us we've just gotten away from the idea that they should pay us anything at all. So that's actually gotten worse with all this new stuff. And that's, that's definitely a big part of it, I think, but I don't know. I don't know any way to circle back to that. I feel like there's no, there's no putting the genie back in that fucking bottle ever, which is really sad to me. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. Am I getting depressed? Am I getting into the depressed? Yeah, I feel, I'm, I feel bad. I, I didn't mean to. 
Yeah, uh, Ross says, I had a news agency offer a few hundred bucks to buy the rights to a viral Instagram video so they could sell it to News Network and Good Morning America. I turned them down because they would pay me a couple hundred bucks and they would sell the video for way more. Definitely. I think that was an excellent move. Very smart. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I had, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I had a Danish live poker site uh, pay me to talk about them in my blog back when i had a blog wow so i had to i had to find a way to slip in a mention of this danish poker site naturally in my in the content i was already writing divulge that it was sponsored content no no and i didn't and i never did it again because it's a fucked up thing to do this was back in the this was back in the day like when i didn't know any better oh. um yeah, so it was very, that's the thing, like, it felt shitty when I was doing it. It felt, like, wrong and insidious and, you know, it wasn't cool. But, like, I was fucking broke. And, like, somebody mm-hmm. was like, we'll pay you $300 if you'll, if you'll mention us organically in your blog content. Wow. So I was like, all right. And it's just sad that that's what it comes to. But I, but I definitely took the lesson from that of, like, ah, I'm never fucking doing that again. That's not, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Christian sure Redding re- says, I had a Danish for breakfast this morning. Speaking of Danish... Hey, <laughs> Christian Writing, you're you're made for this. It's that's a better segue than anything we've ever done on the show in eight years. That's true. That's that's true. the absolute God's honest truth. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it is the holidays, and this will probably be our last uh, episode, at least you and me. Um. So we always talk about holiday content and how much I love it. You're you're a little bit. I, I think you do like it. You're just a little bit more skeptical than I am. Or I mean, I'm more commercially than you, period. But I love, I've always loved the holidays. You know, I've always mm-hmm. loved Christmas. In my house, it's Christmas, but it's the holidays, period. Um, and I know, I love I love holiday content. I've, I've maybe gotten a little more, even that's not true, man. It's like my mother-in-law loves the Hallmark stuff, you know? Like, that's a big thing if you don't know Hallmark, like holiday movies. Oh, it's yeah. like a whole whole season of not you specifically i mean i'm talking to yeah. the audience now i know you know things but yeah hallmark if you're not familiar man it's a bonanza during the holidays like they just make like 20 million new christmas and holiday movies and just put them out and people wait all year for the hallmark movie season to start and my mother-in-law is one of those people and like i get into it i i enjoy it it's very like it runs the gamut of oh this is actually surprisingly sweet to like this is terrible but i enjoy it in like a mystery science theater 3000 mm-hmm. way and they tend to put a lot of dogs in their content, which I enjoy. There was there was one about um, the Royal Corgi the other day we were watching. Really? And I was like, yeah, the Royal Corgi is out of control, and they got to hire a dog trainer to come <laughs> to come. And she's like, I don't train the dog. I train I train people. Yeah, well, it was very personal for her. Yeah. Yeah, and then she ends up, you know, dating the prince or whatever. I, I didn't care about that. Every every scene that didn't have the Corgi in it, I completely checked out. I'm like, bring right. back the Corgi. But yeah, the corgi like makes a mess of the royal banquet or whatever, and it gets the ham down from the table and tears the table up. It's fantastic. Ah, uh, gets the ham down. Always got to get the ham down. There's going back to TikTok. There's a guy who, um, his bit is one of his bits is he pitches Hallmark, uh, Hallmark movies. Oh, okay, that's sick. What's real? They're really funny. But the thing is. I can see all of them being made. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I see, and, I see but, that. Yeah, yeah. People on Twitter do that, and every single parody tweet of a Hallmark movie I've read, I've been like, no, that could be. That literally could be a Hallmark movie. Yeah, and and most of yeah. his when he's done with the um, 
when he's done with the plot, he ends up with, and they get a puppy! And he's like working himself up, and the producer's really getting really worked up, and they get really worked up about it. But it's almost always, and there's a puppy involved! It's it's awesome. Um, it's because it's true. Yes. I, uh, I actually found Damn. an incredibly boring, not bad, just boring Christmas movie. It's it's okay. it's like I think it's called No Sleep No Sleep Till Christmas or something Sleep Till Christmas, but it's about a woman who has insomnia and she's engaged oh. to a hot doctor. I have thoughts about the hot doctor trope. We'll get to that in a minute. But okay. um, she can't sleep, and I think the plot goes: she's driving late at night with sunglasses on, and <laughs> she uh, hits a guy with her car. And drives them to the hospital where they can't get in, so they both fall asleep. And they, she's so excited that she slept, she starts paying him to sleep next to her, which is so realistic. All right. So a man wrote this. <laughs> well, again, I'm just guessing. Just gonna like, put it out there. The dude's okay. He's not as attractive as the doctor. He's he's not. Not a bad guy, but he's not very interesting, and he right. works at a bar, and, and she's engaged to a hot doctor. And right. if you're ever, if there's ever a woman who's dating a hot doctor, she will leave him for somebody <laughs> a lot more working class. And it doesn't right. matter whether the hot doctor is mean or not. It's just, it's the hot doctor trope. If you're a hot doctor in any sort of romance, you will be dumped. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, but isn't the exception to that if you're the small town doctor, they hook up in movies. I think that only applies to big city doctors. Mm. I think it's the hot big city doctors, what you're talking about. Because there are plenty of ones where, you know, she's an advertising executive and the Helter Skelter city life has got her down and she goes back to her hometown and her, you know, the fat kid she used to knew is now grown up and he's super hot and he's the small town doctor. Or, you know, it's a small-town doctor, and he's a widower. It can be told from either perspective, but I feel like that's an exception. Christian Writing says the hot doctor in the small town is always a vet. Is always a vet? All right, hey, that's you know what? a good point. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's so... Yeah, vets are so, different. So human doctor, the, the hot human doctor trope. Yeah. That doesn't work because it makes it sound like you're describing the person and not <laughs> the people that they treat. Yeah, so... All right, uh, so anyway, it holds you... Holds. Your theory holds is what I'm saying. I just wanted to examine it. Yeah. You got to be critical. No, it's show, fine. It's fine. The the small right. town thing is. Um... But okay, uh, Kimmy yeah. says I can't sleep unless your their trope is in a multiple yaoi mango. Okay, interesting. Um, but it's a very boring I movie. I didn't even. Right. It's like I saw no chemistry between them at, ever, ever. Right. See, when you said no sleep till Christmas, I was like, dude, it should be a Beastie Boys holiday special. That would be exactly. So if I went into it with that kind of vibe in mind and then I saw what you just described, I would write it. Yeah. So I still have that in me. My point before was I've gotten more um, open to kind of crap, not crap Christmas content, but just like more diverse Christmas content. But I guess I still have that in me because, yeah, I would be very mad. If I went to see something called No Sleep Till Christmas, expected a Beastie Boys vibe, and got that instead. Um, yeah. You said that was a movie or a book? It's a movie. It's Netflix, it's I think. Yeah, of course it's Netflix. Um, but uh, there is an interesting uh, trope in... Not trope, but there's an interesting 
I'm not, fad is too derogatory. Trend. 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 That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. The, we do uh, words. A couple of interesting trends in um, fiction right now, uh, both movies and books, is suddenly I'm seeing a lot of Hanukkah uh, romances, which okay. is pretty cool. Pretty cool. And uh, a lot more mainstream queer romances. Awesome. Which is great. And really on board with that. Single all yeah. the way. I know it's it's got a couple of problems, but it's still a fun, loving movie. Um, it's got the best friends to lovers trope. And uh, there was the one with the Kristen Stewart that wasn't very good. But that was I also gay Christmas romance. Completely missed that. I cannot think of it. Yeah. But uh, this year I've read The Matzo Ball, which is pretty good. Nice. I love and, Matzo Balls. Um, I read... It's another one of those books that it's like got a festive title that really doesn't have anything to do with the book. Holiday Trap. Okay. I don't know why it's called that, but it's taking... It's the concept of the, uh, the holiday, only it's... Uh, a gay man switches houses with a gay woman and they right. love in the other one's town, but she is uh, Jewish. So like her story is focusing a lot on Hanukkah while his is focusing more on Christmas. And that was interesting. Um, no, that's cool. I do wonder. No, I did some I mean... Hanukkah romance. Hasarian. Yeah. Like Christmas romance only it's Hanukkah. And, um, no, you did. You loved Happiest it, season. Thank you, Underpub. That was the the uh, Kristen Stewart thing. Totally missed out on that one. I don't. I don't think I saw a trailer for that. It's one of those. Awesome. It's one of those where where she meets her that's having problems with her girlfriend. She meets her girlfriend's ex, and while the girlfriend's ex is supposed to be helping her see what's good about her girlfriend and they can get together. Really? She's got more chemistry with the ex. And I'm like, there's your romance right there. Yes, absolutely. Really? Yeah. It was a missed opportunity. Um, how to excavate a heart sapphic Christmas time romance with two Jewish main characters. Cool. Nice. To watch matzo ball. And that's a, it's a book. Nansela. Um, happiest season plus one. Yeah. Thank you. The thing is with the books, I assume just because just being more familiar with publishing that those do tend to be written by uh, queer authors or Jewish authors or queer Jewish authors. I wonder about the movies though. Like, are they hiring queer writers to do those? Because movies can be a lot more like let's try to cash in on a thing and let's hire you know straight Brad from down the road to do his impression of a queer I, romance. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just hoping. I hope they are giving the work to to queer writers and queer directors behind the camera. I hope it's behind the camera. Yeah. Because Hollywood always has a behind the camera problem, even when they seem like they're trying to solve the in front of the camera problem. Yeah. That's the thing. And we, you know, we don't think about that. A lot of the times you don't think about it. You think, oh, cool, they're doing a story, a queer story, a Jewish story. But I just always, the first thing I always wonder is, did they actually get somebody from these groups to to, to give them the chance to write it? And yeah. when they don't, it annoys me. Um. Sometimes. <sighs> I think with the matzo ball, I'm pretty sure the the, the um, author was Jewish. It, it it rang of authenticity to me. Um, also, I just want matzo ball soup now because it's delicious. It is. It really is. Um, 
I need someone to make a movie called Matzo Ball. It does not even have to be the same story. Well, it is talking about Lance Bass optioned Matzo Ball. Are you kidding me, Christian Redding? <laughs> Good for that out there, man. That's awesome. Lance yeah, Bass. It's, it's, a, it's a, a story about... Uh, it, it's the the childhood romance turned very sour, and then they meet as adults. But uh, he's running like a big high-level party planning uh, group, and he's throwing like this massive uh, matzo ball. You know, over Hanukkah. Yeah. Big, big, fancy celebrity-invited party. I would say, it is say a ball. matzo ball. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it even more now. That's yeah. fantastic. Because now it's a pun, and you know how I feel about puns. Yeah. That's fantastic. So yeah, and now Lance Bass is going to produce the matzo ball. He just wants to go to the matzo ball. You know that's all it's about. It's like yeah. a Great Gatsby thing. <laughs> Lance Bass is like, I will create the matzo ball and I will attend it. <laughs> and good for him. It's a good. It's a good way to use your uh, your instinct money. Which one was he in? Backstreet Boys instinct. He was in instinct, right? I dude, I don't know. Pretty sure he was in instinct. Um. Okay. To, to let people listening later know, Ansel is saying, uh, Lance Bass married a Jewish man. Sweet. Um, Southpaw says, didn't he go into space? That means he could set the matzo ball on Station Eternity. Premia said, you missed her pun yesterday in another stream, which she dubbed going sledding with flasks of booze as... Tagronaging. Tagronaging. <laughs> you are butchering this. Well, fuck you say it then. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not in the I got, I got disconnected from the, the Twitch and my last, when my internet crowd, I didn't sign back in. All right. Well, maybe uh, you're going to have to do it to tell Matt on the back channel. Cause I'm not going to try to say that again. Cause he's going to laugh at me again. I think you're, there's some form of tobogganing that you're trying to get to there. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. Uh, um, Anyway, Daniel has said he's late to your return to dish diggers. Oh, hey, you know, better better late than never, as they say. They say that, right? That's a thing. I hear that. Yeah, they say that. Okay, good. I don't want to be giving out uh, false information here, so that's a good thing. Uh, I lost my. Oh, there we are. Okay. No, but uh, yeah. So I need to check out all those things and enjoy the festivity, the festivities thereof. I've been. You know, call me a basic bitch, but I've been just seeing the big stuff. I saw Spirited. I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Those are really the only two new things. That, and a bunch of Hallmark movies, the names of which I couldn't tell you if yeah. you asked me. Oh, see the one thing. I think I've talked about this before, but you haven't heard it. Um, there's one more book I want to mention, A Merry Little Meat Cute. Also, title doesn't have anything to do with what it's about. <laughs> but it is um, a plus-size porn star gets accidentally cast in a Hallmark Christmas story, essentially. And she's opposite a former boy band star trying to remake his image. The thing is, she used to be a huge fan of him when she was a teenager, and he's a huge fan of her OnlyFans. Yeah. So... Uh, and he's the only one who knows... Shut up. He, he's, he's the only one who knows she's a porn star. Right, and, right. Uh, the accidental part is is it's it's hysterical. There's there's a porn producer trying to get into TV movies, and he's got like a file of porn star photos and a pile file of 
non-porn star photos and he drops and he the file. He, he drops the-, the file and he's with a uh he's with the director. And she's like, Wow, I've never seen a headshot that's topless, but I really like the look of her. I want her. And he's like, but they don't know he's a porn star producer either. So he's just like that is just wacky, wacky happenstance. There. Who, has, who has who has hard copy anymore? I don't know. What is he a CIA agent in the sixties? He's carried around dossiers. Yes, with yes. black and white photos in them. But what's really no, cool, they, yeah. what's really cool is that it's a male female romance, but there's a lot of queer representation in it. Right. They're both openly bisexual. Uh, nice. and talk about former um, partners, and they uh, there are several couples around them that that are that's good uh, dude. Okay. so it's, need, it's really good yeah. and we need know, more bisexual rep, more bisexual rep uh, in particular i feel like you know yeah. bisexuals get get maligned a lot so yeah it's awesome and, that it's out there uh fat main character also very cool love that yeah. obviously a huge fan obviously a huge fan that's great so um no that, that yeah, one i'll have to you may be surprised that it is uh, high on the spice meter. I know you'd be surprised because it's yes, I'm sure. terribly sharp. Yes, but yeah. a lot of these have fade to black. This one does not fade to black. It fades to black know. when they fall asleep. That's when it fades to black. Yeah, I can go either way uh, as long as it's as long as it's executed well. You know. Yes, Lee. Glass Onion came out. We saw it in the theater as well. Uh, Benoit Blanc is gay, and he's dating Hugh Grant, or he's living with Hugh Grant. So nice. That They're not going to put a label on it. And I respect absolutely that. Absolutely beautiful. That's fantastic. And Hugh Grant is a stunning choice. Also, he's friends with. This isn't too much of a spoiler. Let's see. Okay, no. The the the. There are lots. It's a star-studded cast, like like, uh, Knives Out was, but. Angela Lansbury, Stephen Sondheim. I believe both of their last roles. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Natasha Leone and um, Yo-Yo Ma also all appear as themselves, and uh, it's hysterical. Now oh, we lost Matt again. Damn it! But yes, you well, you'll get to see a lot of Janelle Monae under Pope. Janelle Monae is is brilliant in it. That's all I'll say. And I'm not being secretly sexual here. I'm just saying that she's she does a lot in the movie and it's awesome. Um Yes, Matt's a wall but looks concerned. He's been dropping, unfortunately. Yes. Uh not uh, glass Thank you so much for bringing Glass Onion up, Lee. Uh it comes out on Netflix and Knives Out is out on Netflix on December 23rd. I recommend. It's just it's just so good. It really is. And it's um The thing about Knives Out is that it was so different, and I worried that it was going to be, that the sequel was going to be like a trope that was similar to Knives Out. Not a trope, but the, the Knives Out was such a weird murder mystery. It still feels new enough that I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I was going through half, the first half of the movie going, You've already told us who the murderer was. Sorry, dude. I didn't see when you dropped off. I heard Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was the uh, last yes. thing so I heard. It, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Andrew Lansbury, Stephen Sondheim, Natasha Leone, and Yo-Yo Ma all appear as themselves in the, in Glass Onion. Oh, fantastic! Which is his, just so good. It's so funny. But I was my head—they're all hanging out together at the same table, which would be a great table to hang out at. Four of them are hanging out in the same Zoom call. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, and like you, did I tell you my Kareem Abdul-Jabbar news? I didn't know you had. It's very rare that you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know. I can only think of maybe three other times in your life this has happened. He talked about my book in his newsletter. He did not. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Yes, um, dude. Yeah, nothing it's is like, cooler. Uh, nothing is cooler than that. That's amazing. There's a, a, a someone my husband works with uh, subscribes to his newsletter, and so he forwarded the newsletter to Jim, who showed me, and it was just like it was so surreal, so surreal. I'd say he liked it. Yeah. Yeah, That's he fantastic. really liked it. Man, that is so cool. You're yeah. like one step removed from Bruce Lee now. <laughs> Sorry, that's just where my head goes immediately. That, just, that, he... that is fascinating. I didn't. I don't think I knew their connection. He fought. They had a fight scene. Really? Yes. Very legendary fight scene. Yeah. Cream very into the martial arts. He I really kicks him in the chest. It? Wow. From, yeah. He kicks him in the chest from a sitting position, and there's this huge foot. Wait, who kicks who in Bruce's. the chest? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kicks Bruce Lee in the chest, okay. and Bruce Lee has this comically huge footprint on his iconic yellow and black jumpsuits. Gotcha, okay. That was then later parody in an A.S. Sugar Ray. Yeah, right. That part isn't important. But no, it's a very classic, it's a very iconic thing. So. Yes. So I was... That's just uh, really, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, That's that really awesome. Super surreal. But, uh, yeah. And then I like I saw Glass Onion. And I'm like, hey, there's my close personal friend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. It's like, yeah. it's like a it's like a holiday miracle. Mm -hmm. like Maybe not a miracle, but we'll, you know, it's a nice holiday moment. Well, just in case anybody's new, can we talk about what makes a Christmas special a Christmas special and where certain stories can fall down, and probably why Die Hard's not a Christmas movie? If you really feel strongly about it, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because you you worked it out for me. Because I was trying, I was thinking, Matt and I are huge fans of The Office. If you've listened to us for any length of time, you probably know this. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things is the Christmas uh, episodes that The Office did. Oh, yeah. Except for season five, when they stopped the Christmas party to do an intervention for Meredith. Meredith catches right. her hair on fire. She gets totally drunk. Um and it ends with Michael trying to physically <laughs> take her out of the car and put her into rehab, yeah. not knowing that you can't involuntarily commit someone to rehab. Yeah, she is nowhere near hit bottom or is ready or willing to do this, and he's trying to literally force her into rehab. It's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Right. I mean, not so, the tenth worst thing he's ever done, but pretty terrible. Yes, but and so it's it's. Like every other episode, even like the first one where Michael saves the party by buying a ton of booze right. or, um, you know, the last one where, what is it? Why can't I think of his name? The German Christmas troll, whatever it was. Oh, so the toy. what is his name? Klieger or something like that? I don't know. I forget. I'm not sure. There's anyway. a German Christmas troll. Yes, he 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 dresses up like a no, not Krampus, Preemie. Um, 
But the deal is that, that Christmas is saved. Christmas is put in jeopardy right. in all of these. And at the end, everyone feels good and Christmas is saved. Um, the one where Michael decides to dress up as Jesus to ruin the Christmas party, that one is saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and actually trying to ruin it, which is yeah, you know, pretty yeah. impressive because he ruins things without trying all the time. <laughs> he does try. He does try. Um, he only brings everybody closer together. And I defined all this for you? I don't even remember this. Well, you told me that Christmas is saved on the Christmas right. special. Right. In the one where he's... It ends with him dragging Meredith to rehab. That Christmas is not saved. Yeah, That's no, right. So... Also... Uh, Phyllis yells that Angela and uh, Dwight are having an affair. So that, oh, yeah, that she comes out. You know, she outs them because, yeah, you know, Angela challenges her as head of the party planning committee. Yeah, so it's like everything ends on a bad note. You take it bad does. taste in your mouth. It's awful. And Christmas is not saved, so that's why. Right. Um, to be frank, frank I, I haven't seen Die Hard in decades probably so i don't remember whether christmas is saved or not but i remember it happens on christmas and that's about it right i mean you can argue their christmas is saved because they get to go home not dead and celebrate it together but it's really more about a marriage reconciliation than it is specifically about the holiday yeah well that's every almost every action movie that might have been the first that did it but every action movie hero is Either he's either got a dead spouse or a estranged spouse. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so so the concept of Christmas being saved, Scrooge wakes up and makes everything better. Um, yeah. Even in in Bad Moms, when the the one of the women re- reconciles with her mother, she's like, "Oh my God, it's it's one a.m." We have to save Christmas. And her mother's like, I have been waiting my whole life for this moment. And then they run off and, and save the Christmas for the kids. And, um, yeah, so something has to happen at the end to make everyone feeling better about the holiday. The holiday. Like, if you, if they all left wherever, whatever story they're in to go have dinner with their family, they would probably go in feeling pretty good. Right. So that's the difference between a, a Christmas or holiday movie and just a movie set during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about The Holiday with Queen Latifah? Oh, uh, uh, that kind of rides the line from what I remember. It's been a minute. Because it doesn't, it, it completely skips over Christmas, which is funny yeah. because she's incredibly religious. Yeah. So you'd that think is true. she would have done something for Christmas, but she like arrives December twenty something, and then the next day, the next time you know there's a date involved, it's New Year's right. Eve. New yeah. Year's Eve is saved. New Year's Eve is saved. It's one of the rare. It's really more of a rare New Year's Eve movie mm-hmm. than anything. It's like that and Strange Days kind of stand alone. Yeah. And that movie that's literally called New Year's Eve, but I kind of tuned out on that one. Um, yeah, so that is kind of a misnomer. I mean, it's not a misnomer. It just says the holidays. It doesn't yeah. specify what holiday it is. Queen Latifah doesn't have to defend herself to you, Mer. <laughs> I saw her in 91, I think, and I, you know. When she was still doing the hats? I miss the hats. The problem is I don't remember because I was not a fan, so I didn't pay right. attention. It was Lollapalooza. 
And oh, so okay. I didn't pay huge attention to her because I wasn't a fan. And now, you know, old Murr is like, why the what the hell is wrong with you, young Murr? Why did you not pay attention during that concert? It's a good question. Also, Ice Cube was in it. Yeah, I mean, Ice Cube was... They kind of had a similar uh, career trajectory when you think about it. That's true. Both of them are actors. Yeah, they transitioned to big Hollywood powerhouses. And they both used to have a thing for hats, and now they don't wear hats anymore. Oh, my God. What is this mean? I know, see? Just blowing your minds. Yeah, you are. Revelation after revelation. I, def- I literally defined what a holiday movie is for you, and now I'm blowing your mind. You did. You did. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, the, the, the holiday has to be saved. So It does, in some form or fashion. I would think minimally, at least it has to be addressed. You know, It can't yeah. be lost in the final tally. Good to and see you, Southpaw. Uh, Southpaw says, got to run. Good to see Matt back, Matt back on Ditch Digger. Thank, thank you, Southpaw. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, that, that episode of the opposite uh, angers me in particular because it's that is a misnomer. It's literally called the Moroccan Christmas, mm-hmm. and you get five minutes of the Moroccan Christmas, and then it all goes off the rail. And like, it's a good start too. It's a good premise, mm-hmm. you know. And then, yeah, so this that, isn't that your grandma's Christmas party. Exactly, it's Moroccan, which is <laughs> then... very authentic. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Yes, I love it. There are setups. I always skip that episode when I when I rewatch them because it just doesn't it doesn't vibe for me. Oh well, I can watch that one. I can't watch the Prince Paper Company. Prince, the is that the Scots for Tots for Scots? No, I can't watch that one either. Yeah, that one is the one I can't watch. That's the one episode that I literally can't watch because it's so horrible. Mm -hmm. Like they really went off the bed with that one. I almost don't consider it canon because it's just too much. Because there's nothing re- you can't you can't be redeemed from that. It's so bad. Uh, anyway, that's that's going off Sorry. the topic of holiday things. Yeah. Um, added to which, I, unfortunately, we really need to do. I'm sorry because I'm having so much fun and I love the holidays and I love our holiday episode. And I love hanging out with you, but um, we started late, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry about that. Like late even for us, which was impressive. And. Uh, and I have to, uh, it is Monday, it is the last week, it's the last week of the year for me, where my video game studio closes on the 16th, and then is closed until the new year, so. Great, I'm glad you get a break. Is, I am super looking forward to it, I have not had, I've literally not had a real vacation all year, and I had one planned, got ruined by COVID, so these two, these two weeks, I literally have two weeks where I'm not doing any work, I'm super, super stoked about it, but that means this last week here, I have a lot to finish up before before that so i need to return to that and uh get 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 that all sorted away so i can enjoy the holiday proper and perhaps have a holiday adventure where we save christmas Who knows? <gasps> that would be awesome but if you do i know we don't live near each other at all right not even a little bit but call me no well hopefully it would be like a road adventure so i could yeah. stop by you know maybe do stop one of those by. holiday christmas things wouldn't you pick me i'm up? saying well, yeah, stop by and pick you up. I'm okay. just saying it would, yeah. It's like it would be one of those things where it's like I have to go coast to coast for some reason, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't fly, so I have to drive. But that would be the end of your. Um, I guess that'd be the end of the movie, though. Well, you could like pick, like you'd be the third act. You'd be the big third act reveal. You'd be the big cameo, Ooh. like not just a cameo, but like an extended, you know. Like the way Sean Connery was supposed to be in Skyfall, but then they replaced him at the last minute with the other guy. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it's like when he goes back to Scotland, and that was clearly 
He's supposed to be Sean Connery, the old caretaker of the old Bond estate. Oh, um, right. I think I think they get Albert Finney. Maybe I'm forgetting who. I, I feel bad, but they get someone good. They get someone good to replace him. Possibly they get someone good to replace him. But like that was clearly supposed to be a Sean Connery reveal moment that didn't happen. Point being, it's not just a cameo. He shows up and then he's there for the whole third act and is integral to it. Right. So that would that would be you. It'd be a big reveal at the beginning of the third act, and then you would you would, you would play out through the whole finale. Of the so film. I'm Sean Connery. You're Sean Connery. Maybe not, because he's the horrible yeah. person. Yeah. Spousal. Yeah. So not the anyway. best person. I apologize. Anyway. But anyway, on. happy holidays to everyone. I'm going to keep streaming. Um, Matt, I'll see you in the new year. We can talk about schedules and stuff. Yes. And, um, Everybody, thank you very much for coming to the live stream, and thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me at merverse.com, and if you search for Ditch Diggers or I Should Be Writing on any podcatcher, you can find um, all of our stuff. And if you support the Patreon, you get our archives, too. Patreon.com slash Mighty Mer. Absolutely. Um, you can still find me on the Twitters for the time being at Matt F. And Wallace. I think I'm Matt F. And Wallace on Mastodon, too. I'm on Instagram at Matt underscore Wallace. I hate that I have to give that out now, but who knows where social media is going to land in the new year. And you can also find me at Matt-Wallace.com. I need to be better about my own website and stuff too and updating my newsletter and all that jazz. So, uh, But yeah, happy holidays to you and your everybody. Mer, I'm glad we were able to sit down during the holidays and do this episode. Exactly. It's an important, me too. It's an important, it's important. Friendships are important. Traditions are important. Yeah. These things are important, so I'm glad we got to do this. And happy holidays to you and the family, Mark. Thank you. Same to you, Matt. Um, and Matt still Matt is off of the video, but still on audio. So, um, actually, I don't really have much more to say. We're just running the credits. But uh, thank you guys all for supporting us, and uh, I will see you later on this month, and hopefully Matt will see you in the new year. Bye. This podcast was produced under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Music provided by Devo Spice, devospice.com. Ditch Diggers! This is a free podcast brought to you by the kindness of our patrons. If you would like to also be kind and a patron, go to patreon.com slash mightymurr.